When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's Coogan Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're at 88 Love to Create. Barbers, hairdressers here in Rayleigh in Essex. Yes. Did I get that right? Yes, my barbers, yeah. Your barbers? My barbers, yeah. The plug. I come, I've, been come, I've been coming here for a while now. Okay, yeah. Rayleigh in Essex, literally uh, on our doorstep somewhere. Um, first of all, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I genuinely care about you, Cooks. That's all. It's quite cute, isn't it? No, I'm, just, I'm just a caring geezer. I'm a lover. One of them. Um, you've been out in Spain for the last have many days obviously you, you were training out there I know you had your family with you but you're obviously training out there yeah training every day you know training is a way of life for me um, you know I need it okay um, yeah let's jump to it today's uh, Friday it's around uh, five o'clock so just for time stamps because we you know boxing changes very quickly and something could materialise in the night and etc so but uh, just leaving Eddie Hearn's office today he gave us kind of an update on uh, the situation regarding the Eubank fight, uh, which he says that they're going to, or he, from his perspective, is going to try everything he can in order to make this fight happen. Um, he's used the word close, but what can you tell us about that situation with Eubank Jr. and that fight? It's, I don't really focus on the negotiations or the ins and the outs and the business side. I let my team handle that. You know, I've got the best team in the world on this, so for me, it's just focus on training making sure I'm ready. If they presented a, a fight date with me within three, four weeks, I'm ready. You know, so I make sure I do my part. And you know, they always do this. They always deliver and I deliver as well. Um, so as, mu as much as I know is I've agreed to the fight. Um, the meeting out in UAE went well. And, and that's it. it's a waiting game at the moment. Two days ago, you put out a, a tweet directed uh, at Chris Eubank Jr. and also Boots Ennis, but let's focus on the on the Chris Eubank first. What, why did you put that tweet out two days ago? Was that to kind of push a ball that's already rolling, if that makes sense? Because I'm hearing everything else is sorted. So let's, let's give the public what they want. You know, there's unfinished business there, there's history. Um, my intentions will be completely different going into this fight. Um, it's got to be this fight, really. It's, it's, the, it's the biggest fight out there at the moment. Obviously, the, the reason why this 
fight has even come about talking again is because of Liam Smith's injury that was scheduled for, originally for June the 17th, got pushed back to July 1st, and now it's been moved after that. So that situation has kind of opened a door for yourselves, Matchroom and MU Bank's team to, in order to get this fight ahead of um, a Liam Smith rebank, uh, rematch for Chris Eubank. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I wish Liam Smith a speedy recovery. Um, but listen, if the stars of a line for this fight to happen, the stars of a line. I feel like, I feel like everything happens for a reason. That's it, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Now, originally, after that, the fight never happened, obviously back in October, the date that was touted for this was actually Saturday the 3rd, as in tonight. So, when I spoke to Chris Eubank, what, probably about four weeks ago, when they announced the rematch with Liam Smith at a press conference, he said to me that the, re the reason why that fight didn't happen for June the 3rd was because he chose not to take that fight with you. Yeah, again, I don't really know the ins and the outs. It wouldn't surprise me if he didn't take the fight. Um, it's one of them ones where if he loses to me, where does he go? But then again, if he loses to Smith again, where does he go? So, you know... He does some strange things, he does, Steady. So it's like you don't really know as to why. You know, it's like the. Oh, there's just numerous things. It's just strange. But, you know, I'm happy with coming up to 160. You know, I know there was massive uproar about me getting him down to a 157, was it? Only, what, three pounds? Um, but, you know, I'll cut up to 160, jump up two weights, still be confident in giving him a beating. So this time it's more personal, you know, it's not just success, you know, he needs to feel my pain. He will, if we fall, I'll make him feel my pain. Every punch. To your understanding though, without kind of, say, contracts being signed, etc, etc, you believe that Eubank wants this fight with you though, still? I don't know, I'm not sure if he even wanted it in the first place. You know, so for me, it's like maybe he weighs up the, the risk reward. Because if he loses to me, his career's done. You heard him talking in the press conference, you know, if I lose to Conor, my career's done, it's finished, I'm retiring. Well, thank God he didn't fight me because he'd be retired. His ass would be retired now. No more paydays, no more nada. If he's a man of his word, which if he is, I don't know, but... It doesn't strike me the man that is. So, you know, he, his ass will be retired now. He's got a second life, he's got a second chance, you know, to fix up. Because if he fought me the night he fought Liam Smith, he would have been, he would have been done within two rounds. I'd have been gunning from the start. As per my conversation today with Eddie Hearn, when I asked him about likely locations for this, he mentioned September, he mentioned the UAE. Um, Given your kind of ongoing situation with the board in UCAD, it's very difficult. Obviously, that fight couldn't be announced like in the next week or so, the next couple of weeks for a fight in the UK. He said, ideally, he would want that fight with you and Eubank to happen in the UK. But if it's to happen next in that time period, that's going to be unlikely uh, to happen. This is what Eddie Earn said, because of that, obviously, the ongoing situation. 
yeah, we're taking the right steps in order for me to to make the fights here, the big fights here, the big nights. You've got Kelbrook against Smith, um, you know, world titles. I want these fights here on British soil. That's, that's a, it's close to my hard days, you know, because there's loads of supporters that pay a lot of money to come watch me fight, come watch me fight over the years, you know. Um, so for me, that's a priority. We're taking them steps. Unfortunately, them steps take a while, you know, they take time. Um, you know, it's a process you have to go through and we're taking the right steps to the process. It's all positive, um, but it takes time and it just wouldn't happen. The time doesn't work out, but it's fine though, because, I, you know, I beat him in, in UAE and then, you know, we can do it on British soil for the public to see it for a second time. I think I'll be doing a, the public a, a great service. I um, appreciate you do have an ongoing case and there's a lot of stuff that you can't disclose and talk about, I get that, but do you have any idea of when you're going to get a resolution to this? Talking weeks. You're talking weeks. It's been, it's been going on for so long. Um, you know, for myself as well. You know, for me, it's, it's frustrating. The whole thing's frustrating. The whole, this whole process is frustrating. Uh, so it's just a matter of letting the process take its course and... You know, just it's all positive, of course, um, but it's just one of them things. You know, it, take, it takes time. There's a lot, there's a lot of factors involved. I mean, for your own mental state, is it important to you that you need to get out and fight as soon as possible? Because obviously, you haven't fought for what a year and a half now. No, nah, yeah. When was your last fight? Van Herden in April last year. April. Oh, uh, would have been about, yeah, about a year. April. Oh, okay. Sorry, not a year and a half. So around 13, 13 stroke, 14 months. Yeah, listen, I've stayed in the gym. I've stayed working. You know, there's a period where it was hard to train. It was, there's no motivation. It was lacking desire. It was love and hate for the sport. It was, there's, I went through like loads of emotions. But, you know, it's just staying consistent and, you know, using this time to develop and grow and, and you know, become a better fighter. And that's why I say to the team, I don't need no warm-up fight. I don't need no warm-up. I do not need a warm-up. Chris Eubank Jr. would be my warm-up. Kelbrook, no problem. But next, Pacquiao talks, next. I don't need a warm-up. I don't, it's not needed. You know, I work, I work hard. And you know, I worked hard in this time off. The, that's how you look in the gym. The occasions don't get to me at all. You know, it's just about getting in the ring and having a fight. I do this every single day of the week. I've been doing this every single day of my week for the past eight years. You know, fight night's nothing new to me. So you know, give me the biggest names, no problem. What have you, um, what have you learned more so in the last ten months about? boxing, the industry, what have you learnt the most? Uh, I'd say I learned a lot about myself, first off. I've learned, you know, tough times don't last. You know, time time is a healer. And I could say I resp could have responded better to this, but, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing. But, you know, you just got to just got to keep it moving. I, so I learned that a lot about myself. That you know, the hardest fight is life. The adversity it brings, whether it's caused by you or whether it's just something that's happened to you, 
you know, you just, listen, own it, accept it, and, you know, do everything you can to just keep it moving and stay motivated, stay dedicated, stay, try and stay on the ball, have good people around you. Um, that's what I've learned anyway through this. You know, what's fighting, really? This has just given me nothing but strength, you know, courage. You know, I've learned a lot about myself during this period. Uh, it's been it's been challenging. It's been hard. Um, for the boxing community, it's unforgiving. They hate you. They love you. They hate you, and then they love you again. You know, so. Yes, I guess I was naive in thinking the public would uh, listen. There's been the support from the public. I can't, you know, tarnish all the public with the same brush, but. You know, it's true the media does kick a man when he's down, you know, and pulls him, pulls him down. You know, builds him up and then they're quick to tear down. So, you know, I was naive in thinking that would never be the case with me. Um, you know, so you, you learn. I think it was very naive of me to think that. Um, you know, so it's cool. We just, just keep it moving. Your dad said to me the other day that those first five months were... And considering kind of everything your dad's been through as well, said it was the most, or one of the most hardest points of his life. Um, he opened up to me uh, in an interview regarding, which I think he said before as well, about drinking half a bottle of wine every day for five months. And he said it was the most kind of, yeah, the most difficult, or one of the most difficult times and points of his life as well. I'm his son. Do you know what I mean? I've left home to, to work hard and, and do things the right way and work extremely hard and dedicate myself, apply myself. I think for my dad to see me as broken as I was. Yeah. There's nothing he could do. There's nothing my dad could do to change it. You know, I got myself in such a bad way. It was out of character for my dad to act that way. It was out of character to respond the way I did respond to this. And it was, I'm just glad I'm back. I'm just glad I'm through it. Mentally through it. Still want going, things going on, but I'm mentally through it. Because um, it was so bad, you know, for the whole family. For my whole family, it was, you know, the hardest times. Yeah, it was just bad. You know, we, we all struggled together. Uh, but, you know, it was also my family that helped me get through it. And, you know, I'm glad I'm here to see another day. You know, it's every day's away further from the torment it brought. Um, but we just, it's part of life. You know, it's part of life. Adversity's part of life. And I think what I was going through was really bad, but, you know, everybody else is going through something. It's everybody else is going through something. And I go, someone may go, I can't afford to pay my car, my, you know, car finance or perpetual in the car. I go, well, it's not really that bad, but it's all relevant to the individual. So everyone, what I'm going through may be real bad to me, but then what he's going through, having an argument with his parents, is real bad to him. It's all relevant to the individual. So, you know, maybe I carry the weight well on my shoulders, but you know, it's heavy. I people go, oh, you look like you're doing it. I carry it, but it's hard. You know, and strong people break too. You know, and I've been broken. And no shame, no doubt, no, no shame in saying that. You know, I'm just getting through the that process now. Let's 
flashback a couple of weeks ago to Dublin, in and out visit. Um, took some headlines though, with your uh, call it an altercation with uh, Mr. Kelbrook. I know you've spoken about it, but um, yeah, just a just a moment there between you and Kel. I like Kel. But I'd still like to to knock him out. Yeah, I like him, but I'd like to knock him out, yeah. I'd love to stick one. These brownies, straight on Babe's chin. Chocolate brownies. Chocolate brownies, they're double loaded, these are. Double loaded. Straight on his chin. So that's a potential, at some point, that's another potential for you. That fight needs to be here. We can do that in Sheffield, in front of his supporters. Give him these chocolate brownies, Babby. It's a very good fight. You're right. A lot of these fights need to be here, but, you know, it's not, that's no disrespect to anywhere else. The uh, Boxing in the UAE, wherever it may be, as long as we get to see it. Yeah, but the thing is, is you tell me, who else is there? in a worldweight division that entertains like that. Oh, you, you can't say, of course. Or can you? Who else brings entertainment in the worldweight division? Who representing the country in all governing bodies? Who delivers entertainment? I, I feel like you're arguing with yourself here. I'm not, di <laughs> I'm not necessarily disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just like, no, I'm just you're just actually having an argument with yourself. No, no it was a question. But you gave me the look as in, Con, you know I can't answer that. It's not a case I can't answer it, but I get, I get your point, but it was almost your, your question's almost rhetorical, like you're answering for yourself as well. Me, me, me. No, I was asking, I was, I was waiting for you to go, no, you, Con, but you didn't, so I had to do it for myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you're, I mean, you're 26, you're not even 27 yet. And uh, so... You're nowhere near your peak, I'm assuming. It's just mad, it's a mad fault because you're right, I'm still only 26 and it um, feels like I've been in this game for, for ages. Well, I have, but it's... Yeah, it's... Um, I just feel like... I've got... I got few more years left. I want the biggest fight. I want to deliver people the biggest fights. Now it's funny how quick the tables turn in terms of Kelbrook. My dad saying he'd be for ready for Kelbrook. And now it's just funny how the tables turn. Kelbrook's not even a worthy opponent. He's old and retired. When he's only a year older than um, Crawford. It's just mad, isn't it? But... So it's a compliment, it's a backhanded compliment. People don't like giving compliments. Well, Van Erden was terrible. Algeria, terrible. But it was right for, for Ennis, who people rave about. And go, if I fight him, it's, um, it's not going to turn out well for me. It's just, it's just mad because people don't like giving you compliments. But they backhand do give you a compliment. You know, so that's how you look at it. That's how I look at it anyway. You know, I make them fights look easy. I already, I already offered them out though, again, both of them, a pair of them. I said, I fight them on the same night. You know, I said to Eddie, I'll fight, I'll fight. 
uh, Van Heer and Nigeria on the same night since they both are adding up raw you know test me every every week I fight them both on the same night and combined it doesn't go past three rounds combined on the same night we can do, we can do that no problem well, realistically, that's not going to happen, but, yeah, admire the confidence, Connor. Why, why realistically? You've got YouTubers fighting, you've got, you know, people who are, you Just know... Spell it out, what you think could possibly happen, because two opponents in one night, and those opponents would be who? Algerian Van Heeren. Them two are the ones, kick, those, them two are the ones kicking up an uproar. Massive saying, I've never been punched so hard in my life. I've heard this, I've heard... Well, let's put it to bed then. No problem. Like, no yeah, problem. You're making reference to YouTube boxing where they've got tag team boxing. Shout out, Misfits. Right? But, like, this would never be sanctioned by a professional governing body. Just, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with you. Why? Why's that, Coos? Two, two fights in one night. It's not prize fight, mate. I could, yeah, but that's no problem. I'm just letting you know. That's no problem. It's all right. They'll be, they'll, it'll be all right when it don't go past one round or two rounds. Because it wouldn't. I'd make sure of it. The same way, whoever my next body is won't go past two rounds. Won't see one. Won't hear the third bell. My next opponent will not hear the third bell. Whether that be you, Bank, or whoever. Me coming up to 160. I still don't think it goes past the second round. Anyone. Anyone. You know, I feel like a... I feel like a wild animal that's been caged up. But in the same breath, I'm a lover. Coming back to this situation with you, Bank, what would be the reason or reasons if this fight isn't to happen next for you? Eubank says no. I feel like it's the only reason the fight doesn't happen is if Eubank says no. As, part, as far as I'm aware, everything's good to go. You know, so I'm ready to go in a couple of weeks. Realistically, if I'm being honest, I'll be ready to go in four weeks. But the UAE date that Eddie Hearn was referred to he said that that could push late August, September. That's what he said to me today. If that was the case for it to be in the UAE, unless you were going to tell me something different there. Again, I don't know the ins and the outs. My team don't bother me with the ins and the outs. I just focus on fighting, man. I say I'm the fighter. I make sure I do my part. I make sure I learn how to slip a jab. I make sure I work on my defense. I work on my fitness. I work on my agility, my timing, my accuracy. I let them handle it. I trust my team. You know, I have the best team. You know, Eddie, Frank, Matron. You know, they've guided my kid, career to where it is. They've taken it to where people think it couldn't go. So, here I am. This is a, what's happened here is a minor blip in the, in the road. You know, it's, you know, it's, um, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't go through some sort of adversity in my career. But we just keep it moving, man. Are you prepared to return to boxing initially into kind of a, a little bit of a villain role. I've sort of got a mindset, you're like, 
Mind you, I say that, but I was with you at the AJ fight, and I saw like hundreds of people coming up to you. I didn't see. I was with you all pretty much most of the night, as in in between the fights, yeah. obviously. But I, everyone I saw coming up to you, I didn't see anyone kind of coming and saying anything negative to you. Everyone was kind of showing you a lot of love. But that was at the O2. I'm, I'm not saying that's the present for every fight moving forward. I'm just saying for, for that particular night, that's what I saw myself. Yeah, but even in Mexico, pure love. But, you know, the AJ got absolutely mobbed. The social media is a minority. It's just, it's absolutely mental. It blew my mind a little bit. Because it's just so polar opposites. But it's like just trolls. It's just mad because it's like, no one says nothing in real life. Ever. And then it's just like, but I'm sitting there going, there's 20,000 in the hotel, I'm getting mobbed with absolute love, not a, one person say anything. And then I'm sitting there going, one of you lot aren't that person, come say something. Even fighters. Like, there's loads of troll fighters, and I'm sitting there going, mate, or what will happen is someone was sending it to me, or I don't really, I don't, it don't really bother me, but you get troll fighters. Then I look at them and I go, yeah, nah, I'd rather be Conor Ben all day long. I'd rather live a day in my world than uh, a lifetime in your world. You know, so it's just mad because it's never had a, another fighter even say nothing to my face. Saw some, fight, um, some fighters in Dublin, nothing. Quits pop up on socials, but nothing. Not that I'm looking for it, it's just funny. Because it's... You know, as Mike Tyson says, social media's got people real comfortable with disrespecting you on social media and then, you know, think that think that it's gonna it's gonna float when you see him in flesh. And all let's just forget about it. It's just do you know what I mean? So it's just like just just it's just mad. Social media's a funny old world. Okay, well listen, appreciate your time. I think your hair appointment is due. Uh, what are you having done, by the way? Are you having a little, uh, what? I'm having a little uh, skin fade. Yeah. little zero on the sides and little zero on the sides. You, you was having your hair cut in Spain, though, weren't you? Because there's a picture of you getting your hair cut in some Spanish barbers out there the other day. No, I never. I yeah, mean, there was. I'd never, there was, there was a picture of you in a Spanish barbers the other day getting your hair cut and then you come here. I mean, I'd be annoyed myself. Joe, I'd never do that to my barber. Never. Never, I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, proper tell you ain't had an haircut, to be fair. <laughs> Connor Ben, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. We'll look forward to hearing news, if it's imminent or not, but you bank, Ben. Ben, you bank. Let's get it on. Whichever way around, don't really matter. Only one person's going to end up on top. Thank you very much. Social Podcast Network.